Welcome to the One Stiletto in the Gray podcast with your hosts, Sonny Ormond and Jane James. Well, hello, everyone. I'm feeling a bit outnumbered today. I wonder why. <laughs> of course, it's because we're joined on the podcast by delightful actress and chum, Claire Skinner. We talk social media, equity cards, and Oldham Red Days. Ooh, and who is Ronnie? Hello, Jamie, how are you this morning? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, yeah, the sun is shining where I am in the world. Is it shining with you? It is shining. We, we did have a lot of rain, but I've had a very excited, uh, exciting morning, I should say, because I have taken two demented Jack Russells uh, to the kennels. I have tried to work out my scanner, why well, my scanner wasn't working, uh, to no avail. I had to give up on that one. And then I dropped half a dozen eggs on the floor. Uh, so that was oh. a, you know, a really... Yeah, great morning, wasn't it? And oh. um, and actually, it sounds a, a bit like the sort of morning um, that I guessed may well have had uh, as a character in the BBC sitcom Outnumbered, um, because we're both really excited to be joined on the podcast today by actress extraordinaire Claire Skinner. And Claire has had a wonderfully varied and hugely successful career in theatre, TV and film and radio, but... Um, it's probably best known for her role as Sue Brockman, the Harris mum in the BBC's tip-top award-winning comedy series, Outnumbered. Welcome, Claire. Oh, so lovely to be here. Thank you. Thanks for asking No, it's me. brilliant. Now, we, we go, we've got lots to chat about, lots to chat about today. And we want to talk about um, Outnumbered and, and, and the way that all mm. um, progressed and how you worked. But before that, mm. could we have a natter about the Archers? Because I think you're an Archers listener, aren't you? I I am yes I am and very much so I I I started listening to the archers when I I I start I, do you know an actress called Liz Bell she sadly passed away no, do you I know don't. Liz I don't I used to flat share for uh, flat sit for um, Liz and her cat look after her cats for her when I was kind of younger actress and uh, she used to listen to it and she used to have it tuned in one of those baths in your radio that you stuck on on the wall at the bath do you know it's what I mean really yeah, and yeah. so it's... I had that's how I started when I was sort of in my 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 mid to late 20s just because I thought it was so such a sophisticated thing to have <laughs> your radio in the bath tuned to the arches and that's when I started listening so that, that and then since then tea times it. and making tea yeah mm. Yes, yeah. uh, yes, I, I enjoy it very much. And do you listen every day, or do you listen to the omnibus, or? I like to sounds? listen when I, whenever I I used to get I was in the habit of doing tea time listening because mm-hmm. because of making dinner for family and all that and that yeah. would be my thing. So generally that was my thing. Then it goes in phases, doesn't it? And if you're I have been mm. known to have it on in the theatre uh, just after the half. Have you? Uh, really? Yes, yes. My goodness. Yes. God. So, <laughs> so you've been there, Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> you've you been know, in many dressing I, rooms. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, that's oh, that's lovely to know. If only I'd yeah. known that before. I could have been, <laughs> yeah. um, but I think it's one of those things, isn't it, with the arches? You, you, you can tune in and then you cannot listen for, I don't know, even a few months and, yeah. and you pick it up quite quickly when you get back yes. into it, you know. 
But I tell yes. you what struck struck us today. We were chatting, weren't we, Jenny, about this um, earlier? I think one of the first episodes this week, and you, you probably did hear that one, Claire. Was uh, I think it's with with Steph and and Beth and um, and Ben, and and uh, mm. it was all to do with social media because obviously Steph's given Liam the boot or whatever's happened, and it was really quite distressing about the social media aspect of it all and how people were being vile to them on social media, and and it just got mm. us thinking, didn't it, Jenny? about all Mm. that and how you really do have to be careful with social media and how when we were young and with you Claire I'm sure I Mm. mean we didn't have all this did we we didn't have did we have mobile phones I'm I'm not sure when you first left on I'm not sure but uh, you know it is so invasive isn't it it is so invasive oh yeah I I don't I don't have any I don't do it do you not do do not no no and I think I just um even my boys, I've got 20-year-old and 22-year-old, and they periodically try and come away from it, like a sort of do detox. They? Yeah, mm. and I, I, no, but I, I have nothing to do. I think it's, it seems so, it seems to be where all the anger is kind of just rebounding off the walls. I mean, all these yeah. sort of hot topics at the moment, you kind of think, well, who actually is arguing about this? Who, mm-hmm. especially with... God, I don't even say it, but even sort of trans <clears throat> rights yeah. and th- those sort of arguments. Like, who is actually having these arguments? Mm. Who is doing all the shouting? <laughs> oh, that's my dog. Lovely. Hello, dog. No, it's all sitting right. in the What's window. his name? Is, is, it a, is it a boy or a girl? Ronnie. Dog. Ronnie. It's a Ronnie. It's a boy dog. He's, he's, oh. I forgot he was here. He was sitting so peacefully, but then someone's just walked yes. up. So, is he oh. all right in here? Do you want him yes, to? Yes, of course. Yes. What, what sort of dog no, is no, what no. sort of dog is Ronnie? He, he's um a yellow lab. Oh, Great. He's oh, four years old today. Lovely. He's four years old. Happy oh, today. birthday, Ronnie. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, no. Have you given him a treat, Claire, then today? No, I didn't even remember until the insurance company emailed me and told me it was his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. No, but that that is very interesting though. Sorry, Jane, you know, you carry on. I was just going to say, I think just when you're talking about social media like that, Mm. it it really feels sometimes like the equivalent of when we used to put people in the stocks and throw things at them. Yeah. In public. Mm. It's just... Mm. Yeah, well, I'm so glad that I missed it, and I'm so glad that my mm. kids are that little bit older and they missed it. But it must be mm. horrible having, mm. having, mm. you know, your your sons exposed to all this stuff. Mm. Yeah, and it's the it is it the is. faceless way, isn't it? What you're saying, Claire, that you know people can be targeted, and it's just all faceless, mm. and people can be so vile because they're things they wouldn't be saying to your face or people's faces. I think it's yeah, used to give yeah. them people, you know, sort of um, a bit more, make them bolder, doesn't it? And um, yes. I think that's why I stay off it because I can't even like during the lockdown, the pandemic, I started getting quite addicted to you know reading the news like like so many of us mm-hmm. did like every day consuming this news yeah. and and even that was making me really anxious mm-hmm. just not even just the 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 pandemic but the kind of the shouting and aggression that that's mm-hmm. that that's coming through at the moment is um i think it's best mm-hmm. to sort of stay away but then I, I, do i miss a lot don't know are you both on it do you you obviously are. Yeah, but but not not very much. I mean, limited. You know, to uh, I do do Facebook and 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 Twitter. But to be honest, I don't really use Twitter very much. But again, Jane and I were saying 
I mean, I'm I'm much lower level of notoriety than you are, Claire. But I'm I'm very kind of mindful that one has to be a bit careful if you're at all in the public eye and whatever level. Mm. I think you have to be even more careful because, uh, and, and we were aware, weren't we, Jenny, when we started the podcast that we, we just had to be a little bit careful of where we were going to put it and how because you can yeah. become easily a target, easily a target. Yeah, I've noticed um, that you know there's the the tabloids kind of use people's social media to get get tidbits and things and yeah. i have noticed that like from podcasts mm. now that you mm. know things are being kind of taken that's from right it. yeah that's so right. it's um, it's horrible to no, have to feel it, that you have to feel that kind of mm. worried about everything isn't it mm. what what storylines or what characters have you particularly enjoyed in the archers club i loved the whole the the coercive control one that yeah. there was was yeah. was was outstanding as well, mm-hmm. and um, God, because that was and I because where we live, it, back garden backs onto other houses, and there's houses to we're sort of in a there's like a square of the back gardens, and you could right. kind of hear, and I know when my neighbour in the summer, I know when my neighbour's got it on because you can hear, oh, <laughs> can hear like the theme tunes come. But that oh, time, that was that was really, um, really gripping, wasn't it? All that that yeah. that was mm. that stands out and particularly to me. It does, and the fact that, yeah. that I think in the arches, what's lovely with some storylines, we can do them in slow time, unlike yes. you know, I don't know, maybe pressure with things like like yes. EastEnders or some of the the TV, TV, where everything seems to be have to happen very fast. The great thing yeah. is about the arches, you can just let it because that storyline was that was glacial. Know, the way they they. Yeah brilliantly that went that mm. that sort of was bubbling under for ages wasn't mm. it mm. i mm. seem to remember it was, it was. and but also they did do it incredibly well yeah incredibly well and also i loved i mean this is not just because i'm here but that the, the one where you where um uh, lillian has the affair with um oh that was that all oh, that was was yeah it was, was fantastic it was, i mean it, it was it was great to have all that coming out of sort of left left field really and and that's the joy yeah. of I know I've said it before but being with a character for as long as we are lucky enough to have been with characters because it's rare yeah. isn't it Claire for that yeah. and so you yeah. re- they do really become your shadow and you know them mm. so well and um, it's been a real privilege that actually to be able to create a character and and and, mm. and develop her uh for for as long yeah. as 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 we have been able to do but yeah it's well, lovely I when it. i you know as a character you're presented with those situations think, oh okay i'm having an affair oh, now. Great. Ah, okay oh. i've really got to delve into this how is she going to yeah respond to, yeah to you know to, to, do to, they to, give to you what, how long how in advance do you get that do you get those storylines it depends. I mean, certainly for the um, abuse storyline, um, uh, you know, Louisa and Tim knew a long way in advance because they needed yeah. to be free, basically. Um, yeah. But we don't get a huge amount of time, Claire, actually. for Obviously, it's a really, really major story. Yes, they will, just to make sure that mm. there's an availability there. But um, mm. no, what we, you may get a little bit of an inkling. Some producer may say, now, look, you've got you know, a nice storyline coming up. And, oh, OK, all right. Mm. Um, mm. But... Uh, yeah, so we don't get a huge amount of time, but I, yeah, that was you know that 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 was great. But um, mm. enough of the archers. I think we should move yeah, on yeah. to our guest. Yeah. Quite frankly, yeah. well, I've, <clears throat> what I really want to know, Claire, is the story of how you and Sonny met. 
<laughs> well, I, my well, claim to uh, fame. Um, oh, okay. No, that's Claire. Oh, all right. That's Claire. Oh, <laughs> it was my first job, Oldham Rep, nineteen eighty-seven. No. Really? So yes, and Sonny, you were. Were you my mum? You were my mum, yeah. weren't you? I played your yes. mum. I was Annie Border <laughs> in Hank, it's Hanky Park, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, and I played and Annie Border. And I was Border. your daughter, Hetty. Yeah. Hetty Border, yeah. I was. That's right. And so that's, that's right. Yeah. And then did did you do did you do the Playboy of the Western World as no. well? No, no, but I know you did that, didn't you? So did you did and two then I there? Did that, that, did two. I did two there, but that's how that's how we met. Nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah. My first yeah. job. Yeah. It was so your very first. See job. all that. Very, yeah, and remembered so fondly, really remembered fondly. It was just like... You know, there were two things, two things I remember so clearly about that production, because it was a very northern gritty drama, wasn't it, Claire? You know, it was all very much like that. But two things I remember, because Oldham didn't have a huge amount of money, the repertory company didn't have a huge amount of money, and I was playing this character called Annie Border, who was a, you know, a real northern tough woman and the designer decided that he wanted me to have my hair really scraped back and oh, you yes. know she was a really tough woman but they couldn't afford to give me a wig so every night I had to scrape my own oh, hair back and put loads of sort of greasy stuff on to keep it back and of course it took me oh, ages yeah. then at the end of the show I'd have a shower and get it out you know and, and everybody had had their drinks at the bar by the time I came out that's one thing I remember but the other thing I remember yeah. is Claire's complexion which is peaches and cream complexion. Those are two things I remember, and she still has the wonderful peaches and cream complexion. But oh. those are two things I remember. I used to sit in the dressing room and look at you and think, oh, gosh, if only I had <laughs> But no, you do, you do. So those are two fantastic oh. memories. <laughs> so so how, how did you come to be cast in that, Claire? Well, um, it was one of those where you used to have to go and get your equity card by getting a job. Uh, that right. was the days when it was still a closed shop equity so you had to go and earn your equity card and Oldham was one of those repertory theatres giving them away so I just sat, I just went and auditioned and um, and, and got it and it, it was the best thing it's the best thing I mean it's such a shame that oh, there's hardly any rep left mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you could go and play all sorts of parts it was such a good it was like doing a sort of um, extended bit of drama school you could just go and and play yeah all kinds of things and and I do remember the my first wage packet there because it came in cash didn't it Sonny mine did anyway in a brown envelope 80 pounds I'm remembering 80 pounds but that sounds like I'm going like I'm remembering it wrong but I think it was mm -hmm. yeah anyway I remember that I mean and just um God, just loving it and just thinking, oh, this is, this is what I, this is what I always wanted, and here I am doing it. It was great. Oh, how wonderful! So you, you always that, knew that's what you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of those. I'm one of those. I always <laughs> knew. And then you have to pretend you don't want to be, don't you, son? You have to go. No, no. I want to be a teacher, just to keep everyone off yes. your back. And then <laughs> yes. you just get on with yes. it, and then, you know. Yeah. Go to drama Because you come from yeah, a non-theatrical so family, do you, Claire? You don't come from a theatrical yeah, family, do you? No, they're not. No, yeah, my yeah. dad was. Uh, well, when he died, he was. He was a. Uh, uh, he had a little corner shop, and um, mm-hmm. uh, he ran a corner shop. And my mum was a secretary. So no, mm-hmm. I think my dad was quite a theatrical person. He was quite a joker. He reminds. He reminded us of. Um, you, you know. You know. Open all hours with um, Ronnie mm, Barker. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was kind of. 
how he aspired to run his shop sort of thing and he used to make his um his customers turn if they had any carrier bags they came in with different carrier bags then because he ran a happy shopper he made them turn them inside out just as a joke but they would do they would do it that kind of thing it's so funny he was just sort of he was um so i think i think he had it in him and then when he died i mean he died he, he died uh uh, a long, oh, a long time ago, when when he was fifty-seven, and um, but then recently we found um, uh, that he'd been writing. He'd been sort of writing oh, parts of his life and vignettes about his life and sort of stories about you know being because he had polio. He was in hospital uh, during um, you know bombing raids, and um, he'd writing oh it God. all down and things like so. So I think he did he probably did have that in him he that's probably yeah. maybe where it comes from but you know he had a very different ba- uh, childhood and upbringing yeah. to, to the one he he gave me you know yeah, yeah, yeah. as is as is often the way isn't it that yeah, you know your parents aim to don't. give you all that they didn't yeah, have and then therefore absolutely. you you yeah come from a different sort oh, of you know yeah so it's been very sweet it's very sweet to kind of hear his voice um you know, coming coming back down through those all those years. Yeah, yeah it's nice. And it was a nice thing. Very, very it's a nice special. thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah we're mm. wondering if there's anything we can do. My my niece um does um, she 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 writes music. She's she, uh, writes music and soundscapes and things. And we were trying to wonder if there's because they're fragments. They're not. It's not a yes. whole narrative. They're fragments. And we we're wondering if there's anything kind of nice we can we can do with them. Yes. Yes, I was going to ask you if you thought there was something that you could do with them, you know, perform them in some way. That would be really lovely, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 It's. It's. um, Do Do you think perform it live would be? Would you be thinking or or maybe record it? We're just not sure. But we did go and see. There's a. There was a beautiful play, Barney Norris's new play at the Arcola, and that was a uh, just a few weeks ago. Weeks ago, and that's very much about. fragments of family memories and and uh, uh, the the way he'd put together that play was just it was just beautiful just these mm. sort of fragments that you kind of all understand you kind of go oh that's that's like Hargrave or that's like dad or that's like yeah. but not in a very mm. sledgehammery way just beautiful like atmospheres that he created so mm. anyway it's all just stuff to think about isn't it thinking about um out the box slightly but just going to outnumbered um, because yeah. it's such a wonderful, wonderful series, and um, you've done a lot of improvisation. I know because you, you, you know, you work with Mike Lee on on on, mm. on two films, um, and I think you'd worked with Mike Lee before you did Outnumbered. Did, did, yeah. did you find that the work you've done with Mike Lee, which is all improvisation, was useful when you came to Outnumbered, or was it a very different working process? Well, initially, it is similar because initially, uh, 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 Mike gets you. Well, first of all, you start off by you're in a room with Mike Lee talking about character and talking about people you know, and he listens to you talk about people you know, and then he kind of gets an idea of something he's interested in and what you're talking about, and then you collect characteristics and ideas about people, and it forms into a character, and then you talk to him about your character until until you're able to get on your feet as the character, and then once you're able to kind of you've got enough information you then start improvising with other actors 
So um, you could be standing in a room and then the door would open and another actor walks in as someone else. And then you just start playing within a boundary, within a boundary that he set. So in the sense that's similar because in the first initial stages you have all that freedom but then he writes a shooting script by the time you're shooting you're very much on a script and and he's quite you know um, strict about that in the nicest possible way <laughs> and then with outnumbered um that Andy and Guy wrote the script but then they would write they would in the script you would have They'd set up a situation, then they'd have a box in the script, and it'd say improvisation between, you know, um, Sue and Ben about, and then you, then they just put the camera on it, put the camera on it, or maybe two cameras on it, see what comes out. The guy, the Andy and guy, hold the edits in their head, and they know exactly what they they just then they, then they cherry pick and cut it together in the edits what what they've got, so. There's a great deal of freedom, mm. and um, it was just just huge fun just to go and play. They set up the production so that the children, those three uh, child actors, were it was absolutely their show. It was absolutely mm. about them, their availability, their how they were feeling, how free they were feeling, if they were hungry, their schoolwork, everything was about. That's why I think it worked so well because it revolved around them and we all kind of fit in around them and then at the end yeah. of the day they'd go home and we'd do all our reverses to a pair of eyes taped on the director's <laughs> t-shirt so you just draw two eyes and then you act you act with them you know so I think that's why it worked because it was all about them and how happy they were to to yeah. improv to and also they were they were they were fantastic those yeah. Yeah. Those three, oh, they God, were absolutely fantastic, yeah. and um, and um, and happy to work like that, and sort of you know quite, you know hope, and they seem to be you know very relaxed. So, mm. yeah, that's oh, that's does. kind of how it worked. And it stands the test of time. But so, how did you get it, Claire? Were you uh, were you asked to do it, or you know, I mean, I'm sure you were asked to do it, but but yeah. was it on the strength of doing something like Might Lead? You think, or, or how did it? How did that happen? Well. I'm not, well, I'd already worked with um, Andy on a series called Bedtime, oh, okay. or a, a few, and Trevor's World of Sport. So I'd already oh, worked yeah. with him, right, and um, yeah, and 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 Andy, Andy and Guy are great. They're 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 very loyal. They're great theatre goers. They know sort of what you they know what you do, mm. and mm -hmm. um, mm. so yeah. So they asked us to do a a taster, which was like a ten minute taster in Guy's kitchen of this. Of this thing so we all went and did a taster and um <laughs> and that's how it grew and in fact that taster involved the um the knits oh, the knit scene so did it was it? just oh. lifted it was lifted out of that and put in the first episode because it went so well <laughs> It was brilliant, and yeah. you know, it's funny because that is it, not because you've said it is one of my very, very favourite scenes, and yeah. it is it's just a brilliant, brilliant scene, and it is so, so clever. So, how much yeah. um, then, Claire? Um, that none of that was scripted. You, you, you just sort of the cameras rolled, mm. and you and um, yeah, yeah. Ramona and I just, just you know, went for it. Um, yeah, we would have been told, you know. 
what our objectives were, you know, what we wanted. But, you know, we we kind of got waylaid by, you know, nits. <laughs> so, yes, um, yes. <laughs> Um, she, and she was brilliant. I mean, he, just her imagination, yes. you know, of wanting a knit family. Yeah. I remember it. You know, yeah, your response yeah. of, "Well, I don't think that's so, You know, it. it no, and I guess at the time, genuinely, well, you, 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 no, go, go. Sort of genuinely tickling. It sort of genuinely it tickles you sometimes what they say, and then you oh, go, well, "God, how am I going to? What, what, what would I do? And what? Because actually, I remember our like any knit situation we had in off with my boys was fraught because. Yeah. It's just awful, isn't it? When the yeah, it's horrible. So it's terrible. It's just oh god. Yeah, isn't my. But you know that that that's the brilliant thing, isn't it? About outnumbered, we all completely identify with that family. We have all been there, and and that's what's so brilliant about it—the chaos of life. You know that. Yeah. I mean, there's that wonderful thing in that knit episode. Funnily enough, and I'd forgotten, but there's a wonderful scene um, with 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 you, Pete and Jake, when he's trying to get Jake to do his homework. And then he's also uh, Pete's Mark in all his his um, history things. It's wonderful. He said, "Oh yeah, something like um, the Virgin Queen's now got four kids." And you just oh, think yeah. this is so real. You know, yeah, everything yeah. about it is just so real. And and oh yeah, th- 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 I also like th- the fact that mom and dad in that were a bit they're a bit slippery. <laughs> they weren't exactly they were. like always doing the right thing. They were slightly yes. fudging stuff, which I think yes. was quite human as well they were always quite yeah, like there's yeah. there's a scene i really liked where a kid i'm not saying i ever did this in real life you understand <laughs> yeah. but like in the drama like a, a kid came around for tea and she's in his book bag you know looking at what has been you know, oh, in his yes. in yes. his what's yeah. what mark he's got or what comments yeah. he's got yeah. in his book having a quick peep putting it back in his but I mean that's a terrible thing to do but I really enjoyed that sort of scene I thought that was quite clever about how mm-hmm. you know parents can be a bit yeah. competitive and um yeah but you know that fudgy. reminds me very quickly of a story I remember when I was about four or five and my best friend at school had to be really really bright and I was not ad- academically bright at all and I must have gone for tea and when a couple of days later my friend saying to me um oh my mum says you're really she must have looked in my bag and she said oh yes uh, you, oh. you need to do yeah I was only very young oh you're not very good at it. Oh, and no. she told me so you're absolutely right I mean oh, these things happen. yes just reminded me when yes. you mentioned that I thought yeah I remember that <laughs> got that memory and it yeah. stayed with me and I felt I felt bad enough yeah, anyway, but I felt even smaller after that <laughs> oh, no. yeah. Yeah. but I, I think so much of what was so successful about it was that as a parent watching it it was like I'm sick to death of seeing people who can parent at mm. a you know as a brilliant level yeah it was seeing other people struggle with it as well yeah yeah um, and you know, and and sort of get through it. But some days you limp through it, don't you? Yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's because Andy and Guy have both got three children each, yeah. Yeah. and they were just writing moments. And actually, because their children were a little bit older than than mine, oftentimes I'd I, I'd go, or hang on, I've or you'd be on set going, I've just, oh God, I've just done this. You know, in at home. Oh, I've just done this. In real life. This is weird. Are we having an argument about the dishwasher? Just done that. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. 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 I, I, was, I was just intrigued to think what it was like to be filming with those kids in all those situations and having them get the better of you all day and then coming home to your own kids. It's just like, can you, could you leave Sue Brockman behind? Yes. Yeah. 
And oh God! Sometimes come back, come back home as Claire. Oh yeah, yeah. And but sometimes I kind of go, God, I wish I was a bit more. Because the thing about her is she is more relaxed than me. Weirdly, right, right. So actually, mm-hmm. sometimes I would think, God, I wish I, I was a bit. I wish I was a bit more laissez-faire than right. Sue, possibly. Mm. But you know, but it wouldn't I rub think. off on you then when you came home, Claire. No, <laughs> the Sue Brotman laissez-faire. No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that the kids did such fantastic performance, mm. you know, gave such yeah. fantastic performances, just says so much about how relaxed they were with you because. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I, I do feel like otherwise. a real family. You do feel like mm. a real family. I mean, did, did, did that take long to develop? I didn't think it can have done because actually that wonderful knit scene with Ramona, I mean, that was very early on and you seemed that was so where we relaxed just, with yeah, each other. Yeah, we just met. Well, I suppose it does, I mean, it says a lot about them as well, doesn't it? That they are that they were all very trusting and um, mm. we were all quite, you know, we knew we were very aware of our role in it, which was very much support support yeah. them. Um mm. Yeah, I, th- I think actors are good at that, though, aren't they? They they um, they're good at kind of instant kind of connections because that's how, mm. what you have to do, isn't it? But did did you think, Claire, when you first started making, that it was going to be as successful as it became? Did you have any inkling? Do you think? I knew it was good. I, I did know mm. it was good. Um, and at first, the BBC didn't entirely get behind it it was on at a funny time and then it kind of mm. caught on but mm. I, I knew it was going to be good but but oftentimes good doesn't equate to mm. to success does it so because mm. no. uh, it just felt very un- it just felt quite fresh at the time I mean it's been it you know was. superseded now but there's lots of other sort of things and you know motherland and it's sort of like but it was just you know good at that at that that moment wasn't it it was you know that moment's Sort of freshness, I, I, I mm. think. It, it, about that, it's blazed a trail topic. for those other sorts of programmes, hasn't it? I think, in 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 in, in its format. Um, yeah, it, yeah. It's just yeah. relationships are just we could just really. I mean, I love this your relationship with um, uh, Samantha Bond as your sister. I mean, I just identified oh, yeah. with that. You know, all those undercurrents oh. that are going on. Yeah. You know, it was so yes. real, so real, oh, so yes. truthful. Yes, that's um, that sister relationship was. Is, it was was brilliant, wasn't it? And they and again another favourite scene is kicking Samantha Bond. Um, yes, up the jacks. <laughs> yes, yes, just yes. just for fun. Um, she was very no, she was very game. I have to say. Um, <laughs> but yes, you're right. There was quite it's 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 a, it was a good it was a good dynamic as well because because she was also sort of a slightly older sister who was the slightly is normally the younger sort of slightly well I am the younger slightly mm. dippy uh sister myself so it was quite nice that it was that 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 Sue felt she was the the kind of one that you know the sensible one that had to always yeah. be you know mm. and um she had to deal with everything and the other sisters yeah had yeah stuff and it was just, just sort came. of yeah. flouncing yeah. around yeah and yeah. and story you know, was oh and lovely David Ryle playing um yes oh, that, was, oh, that was heartbreaking uh, he he yeah. was wonderful Yes, yeah. yes. That whole storyline was, and he's such a was such a wonderful. Oh, actor, such, uh, such a lovely actor. Yeah, just mm. oh, beautiful. Mm. And the fact that everybody so, yes. as actors, you know, you, 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 
but obviously you and Hugh were there, you were the, the centre of it, but as people were coming in, like Sam Bond, um, like David mm. and all the other actors that came in, you, they all just seemed to meld so beautifully into it, you know, they, they mm. caught the, 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 the feel of the programme. I mean, did, did that take a lot for them to, 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 to do that, think, or was it just... I think, I think that the way it was filmed also, it was two terrace houses in Wandsworth uh, next to each other, and one was the acting house and one was the green room house oh, and okay. uh so you all had to sit in one room uh, there was no there was no trailers or anything like that it was a really small scale production so you sat in a green room um and kitchen in one house and the kids had their lessons upstairs in that house and then you went into the back garden cut through the fence and into the acting house so I think that people coming in, you just you you were just in that sort of atmosphere from the get go. You weren't separated. Mm. You know, oftentimes you. when you walk onto a film set or a TV set, you're just like put in a box, a three way box, mm. and you go, mm. oh, God, I don't know who anyone is. But this was just mm. you. So you caught the atmosphere mm. quite quickly, I think. And also that's mm. because Andy and Guy are kind of that that, and the people they gather around them. That that's what they're like. They're very welcoming and it's very uh, friendly and low-key so there wasn't a great big crew either it was quite a um a low-key crew so there weren't there weren't sort of acres of people all running around coming and slightly adjusting your yes. one piece of hair or in fact we didn't have a makeup we didn't have makeup really? there was no makeup yeah. department so that's why i yeah. often look i looked so knackered all the time but that's okay that <laughs> added to it <laughs> No, but that that does focus you then back on on the job in hand, doesn't it? If you don't have all that peripheral stuff around you, yeah, you're you just know, your you're focus just going, is yeah. very much that. Yeah, and I guess that was yeah. the same. Sorry, I'm going back to Mike Lee. It's only because I'm an actor and mm. I'm really fascinated by that process, and I would love to, you know, mm. work with somebody like me, like like Mike Lee. I mean, I I mm. love particularly, um, uh, you know, your character in Life Is Sweet. She's it's because it's so not you <laughs> you know you're so yeah. different in that um, and and such a beautifully drawn character because she's she's very insular isn't she so mm. basically once you'd once you'd you, you'd actually uh, n nailed her as it were as a character mm. so then then what happened was as you say you would then be put into different scenarios with those other characters would you in life and to see how yeah. you in in interacted yeah Got yeah, you. yeah, you'd Got be you. sort of introduced. And sometimes you'd mm. be working with someone, like improvising in here, just sit and watch you. Um, uh, and uh, you'd be going for ages and ages thinking, God, he must, like, is he going to ask us to stop soon? And then the door would open, someone else would come in. And, you, uh, and uh, I remember one improvisation where I think Tim Spall came in and started, mm. because I was a plumber, asking me mm. about how to plumb a jacuzzi in. <laughs> And of course, I had no clue. I mean, I was meant to have done all that research. Well, I probably did do a lot of research. I remember mm. going and learning how to weld stuff and, you know, pipes and going out with plumbers and, and learning stuff. But I certainly didn't know how to, like, plumb a jacuzzi. Yeah. But I remember Mike slightly telling me off because I should have known sort of really? how to, like, really? right? Okay. So things like that. So it was just, it was honestly, working working for him is like, was it was just like playing a giant game. It was brilliant. 
That is really and brilliant. It's absolutely fantastic, actually, because you know you're asked, being asked to draw on so much as an actor that you don't know normally. I would imagine have to draw on. I mean, you really mm. are digging very deep, aren't you? And I just yeah, found her yeah. so moving. I found that uh, because I knew you. God, this is so different from Claire. Just the whole your whole energy, your whole rhythms, and I, I, I just thought. But the family were just. It was just so sad, yeah. wasn't it? You know, I did. Yeah. And there's that one scene yeah. where where you're we have a close-up of you um in 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 bed and you're hearing your sister throwing up oh, and, it, I yes. found it, and you it was such a moving thing because you didn't have the glasses on there and it was just your eyes and it was like looking into your soul it was such a clever moment and you saw her pain and her but not knowing quite what to do about it yeah she hadn't got he's a just clue. so clever isn't he he's so clever yeah he's really so clever. clever and he would and he was yeah because he's so meticulous again it's just this, this sort of detail that he kind of demands from you which mm. which it, it happened very on early on in my career working with Mike and so then after that you kind of want that forevermore but you can't have it because there's never there's mm. never that much time there, there's never any time to do any of that you have to make really quick decisions but what you do mm. learn from it is to do as much homework as you can possibly do yeah. and yeah. um and yeah it, it was a bit spoiling in a way to get him so mm. early on mm. in my career, but but you know, um, but but, mm, but useful for I would imagine for all the other work that you, you've done because you you, yeah. you know you would use some of those apply some of those techniques probably in you know yes, other work yeah. that you do, um, and you've yeah. had such a fabulous stage career as well and a really varied career, haven't you, Claire? I mean, you know, wonderful wonderful roles. Uh, yeah, I've been in- incredibly lucky. Uh, uh, to date, is there is there a favourite role? I loved playing um, Laura uh, in The Glass Menagerie. Mm, that was a long right. time ago. Yeah. But I, I, I loved that. Um, and uh, I loved playing Isabella. I played Isabella at the RSC. It's yeah. probably way, way before I should have played it. I don't know. It's funny, Isabella, because mm. she's actually quite young, as those mm. Shakespeare women's, mm. those uh, women often are in Shakespeare. But... I, I love that's playing, measure for measure isn't it playing yeah. her measure for measure mm-hmm. yeah mm. um because it was so gigantic because those roles you just go how are you supposed to get all mm. that and some nights mm. you go well I got that and that but I didn't get that I couldn't yeah, yeah, yeah. reach that today because there's so much in them but I mm. loved taking that on um and uh she's a complex character so, Isabella isn't she I mean not that I could play yeah. her but I can yeah um, yeah, and I'm. And Desdemona, you played Desdemona. Oh, I've, you? Yeah, I've, play, I've played her twice. Hmm. Um, she's a tricky one hmm. uh, to play for a long time. She's a tricky one because hmm. it's a playing a character that no one really listens to for a long, long time. And I played her for a year. The second hmm. time I played her, played her for a year. If you play someone that no one listens to, you start going. A little bit, it can be a little mm. bit maddening. I don't know if you found this, Sunny, but you can get a bit affected mm. sometimes by things if you mm. play them long enough. You can mm. get residual mm. 
kind of Fallout things. Of and that, because that was something I was yeah. going to ask you, you know, because you've, you've played, um, you, you know, roles where you've, you've been the mum of, of, I think, Hampstead, a child who died, and, and oh, you, God, you yeah. did the oh, father, yeah. didn't you, which was yeah. the dementia one, and um, yeah. and also Joe Egg, which is when you and I fell upon each other yeah. again, which was so lovely yes. in 2019. But these are all, yeah. you know, there's a lot of emotional impact with them. So how, how do you deal with that? I mean... The... The one at Hampstead. Was that Rabbit Hole? Rabbit Hole. I, I again, I loved playing. I really loved playing that. I, I love mm. playing it because one of the challenges of that, that the writer, he was in in the room uh, for quite a lot of the time. Uh, one of his challenges was, I don't want her crying until she can cry here. One bit. Right. The bit where the man who's who's killed the child accidentally comes and that really is a boy actually he's, he's a young man comes and visits her he uh, you're not allowed to cry until that point <laughs> mm. and that was that was mm. good because he put a ring fence around it because yeah. mm-hmm. i think he challenged himself to write something that was the most frightening thing he could think of or the most upsetting thing he could think of i think that's what he said anyway and mm. and so so that was the challenge of that and then the challenge of like being able to come back out of that and finish the play and so you have to sort of have a mastery over it don't you and um Mm. but you have to you have to go there you do nevertheless Mm. have to go there and I do feel sometimes there is a residual thing it it just takes time to to let go of perhaps after you finish a play like that I think as a as a as a non-actor I just it just sounds like the most frightening thing to me to be (laughs) having to access those dreadful emotions night after night and then somehow sort of put them aside so you can get the bus home. Yeah, no, it is odd. It mm. is odd, and it is probably quite an odd, an odd job. Mm. And I'm mm. not quite sure what drives me, us. I'm not really quite mm. sure. And sometimes I think, oh, shall I leave it? Shall I, can I leave it? <laughs> and it mm. turns out I can't. When, you, when you're hitting it, it's just there's nothing like it, mm. is there? When you're yeah. playing yeah. on stage and... Yeah. And you yeah. and you've got a relationship with the audience, and that there's nothing like it. No, there isn't. The, so, the, the high, the high yeah. of that, I think, is yeah. is extraordinary. And I don't know about you, Claire, but I always love the rehearsal pro, pro, process so oh, so much. Yeah. Like expiration. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what you're saying about Mike Lee and, and the depth yeah. that you went into stuff. But I love that discovering a human being. It's the human condition, isn't it? You know, and it's it's yes, the variety, it's the constant. How we all, yeah, yeah just just um, constantly trying to make sense of it or mm. by expressing it or finding it or mm. yeah um, it's it's yeah sorry jenny i can see you were about to say something i was just, I was just going to ask just thinking of the characters you play is there a character that you haven't played yet that you'd really like to play or a role that you haven't played that you'd like to play i quite fancy one of those chekhovian <laughs> older women you know those like the yeah. um do you? yeah the older actress quite fancy that mm. you know kind of working that because again you'd be getting to explore what what we're probably explore well what you know what i'm you know as an older actor uh, actress which i think is quite important a, an older female yeah. actor <laughs> yeah. to yeah. just explore what it means and who you've become and who you are now in the light of 35 years of doing this weird job and mm. um, mm. so maybe 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 one of those that progression that as actors 
you know, we go through the age, you suddenly think, oh, I'm in a different decade now, I'm in a different decade. Yeah. And are, yeah. are, are, are you, is there um, a character you've played that has been the most challenging, Claire, do you think? Or is, is that tricky to answer? Uh, they've all got they've all got their challenges but I think um, I think when you're when you've got that extra challenge like with rabbit hole of the of the writer going no hold it wait 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 now maybe that's an extra little thing um, I found Joe Joe Egg was quite a challenge uh because of those monologues into the dark mm. Mm. and also because mm. I think we were on the cusp of what I mean there was some challenging language in that play mm. from I can't remember when it was written now but you know f- that today that language is challenging yeah, I think we were on the cusp so. yeah mm. we, 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 and a lot was taken away but the, well, there was one word that people found incredibly difficult, even though I think it was younger people found it more difficult because mm. we used to mm. use that word as a sort of... Anyway, th- those sort of things were quite... It, it felt... That felt a little bit like we were going a little bit out, not on a limb. What? How can I say this? It. Uh, we were challenging the moment, I think, by... Mm bringing something from the past about that subject yes. sort of yeah yeah and and, and perhaps and when it, it was might written, not of course it it, was. at the moment it might it was absolute mm. yeah it was sort of groundbreaking and amazing and his yes. abs- and his story but i wonder if we pass the moment where we can make that play i don't know don't know mm. Mm. Uh, so it, i found it, that challenging it, in all sorts of different mm. ways mm. Yeah, it was. It was. It was um, a piece, wasn't it? Because it was. It was very groundbreaking at the time. But as you say, time moves on yeah. and things become maybe not acceptable. And so, I mean, I I found it really fascinating because I'd yeah. never seen it. I'd read the play, um, and I'd never seen it. Yeah. And, and it was a great production. I thought you were. But I would imagine it was quite a complex piece to to rehearse and to get inside. Yes. As as of yes. now. Yes. As of um, as of now, and then and and dealing with a a, a child that has has. Has disabilities such such severe dis- putting severe disabilities just putting that aside theatrically the way it's staged was is quite mm. challenging to do because you mm. really have to just go and speak mm. directly to the audience mm. and mm. sometimes they don't want to they don't want to come back with you they don't they don't mm. want a two-way thing <laughs> they mm. want to sit mm. in the dark slightly changing it but the, I mean you are a brilliant mm. comedian you are really brilliant it's it, it's so wonderful and so <laughs> evident so much with Sue Brockman and other things that you have done did you did you envisage do you think when you left armor school that you were going to sort of go I mean you've done loads of other things I'm not saying that but you are a very very good comedian do you think that was an area you were going to go into well I when I when I was little I was always doing oh, I must have been so tiresome as a child but I was also <laughs> I was always doing terrible impersonations. So I loved Opportunity Knocks. I Did you? Did I loved it. I probably applied. I wanted to do impersonations. I used to do like Hilda Baker and Frank Spencer and um, oh, all that. You. And I used to go and do my... My brother was a member of a football team in Hemel Hempstead called the Emerald Vale football team. And I used to go and be... Like if they had evenings, I'd do a spot... 
God. Now we used to think, oh, God, it must have been... <laughs> it must have been awful for everyone. But they all humoured me anyway, and uh, that's... So I... That's how I decided I wanted to be... An, I, that's what I wanted to be, an actor. So I guess I... And I used to always, like, go upstairs, put wigs on, stuff socks down, might put weird clothes on and come down and do characters so that's what I kind of thought it would be and mm. it kind of is so that's but that's <laughs> that's <laughs> that's so how there we I are. that's it so, so there we are that's how I envisaged envisioned it envisaged mm. yeah, yeah it and so and that's interesting though Claire because you say um, you know, you're very, you're quite shy, aren't you? you or you used yeah. to be quite shy. So yes. how do we marry the two? How do we marry the two, you know, the, we're, the one we're, that wants we're to We're hiding. <laughs> hiding. Because okay. I'd never, mm. I, I want people to, it's a terrible, isn't it, actor mentality of look at me, don't look at me. Can you stop looking at me? But can you please also be looking at me a lot? <laughs> so it's just a weird actor mentality and I'm, the one I'm more of a one that wants to hide, but I still want the attention. <laughs> yes, so yeah. interesting because Sunny Sunny always says that she's shy, mm. and yeah. as a again as a non-actor, it just seems very weird. You know, you've got these two people yeah. who are very successful in what they do, mm. and yet and get a lot of um, attention and a lot of focus, mm. and it seems it, the logical thing is well, if you're shy. You just want to stay away from Be it. Be quiet, but yes. It, but I guess it's, is it kind of, is there something about being somebody else or having the licence to do things that you couldn't do just as yourself? I guess so, yeah, and saying things through a character that you might not say and um, exploring things that you, you might not be able, you know, you you might not be able to explore. I don't know. Sunny, what do you think? Yeah. I don't know, it, it is interesting, because I, I was, because it struck me when I sort of read things that, you know, you said he's incredibly shy. I mean, I always knew you were quite, in, you know, when we worked together, because we, cause yeah. that's the thing, isn't it, about, the, what, the one good thing about mobile phones now is that you can keep in touch with people. When you and I yeah. last worked with that, I'm not, you know, we, we fell over each other, when literally fell over you, uh, when you were going to, to do Joe Egg, because we were coming to the theatre, yeah. and I was going to write to you afterwards, and there you were. And I do remember yeah. there was like, that moment I thought, do I say hello to her now? Because I can say, oh, is she rushing off to the theatre? She does not want to have anything to do with anybody. And I thought, no, I'm going to say it. And I shouted your name, and it was just great. And I'm so pleased we did that. But it yes. also made me realise that actually it's so much easier now to stay in touch with people. But years ago, yeah. you didn't. You know, yes, there was yeah. the landline phone, and yes, there was letters. I've lost contact with so many people over the years that yeah. I regret, although yeah. now coming back into contact with. But, um, yeah. yeah, basically, thinking about that whole um, shy thing for me, I think it was very much I don't know who agreed Claire but as a shy person we're very we're observers as well I'm a, I'm a great observer yeah. a bit like a camera yeah. click 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 and I and I think that's another thing of, of exploring characters I'm fascinated by characters and as a kid I can remember a bit like you because we lived in a farmhouse I was incredibly shy but I used to watch Sunday night at the London Palladium and I used to watch oh, people yeah. like Shirley Bassey and I can yes. see myself now at about six or seven with a hairbrush and we had what was known as a vestibule attached <laughs> to um, our lounge vestibule I love that word <laughs> which is like a large porch really and I can remember going into this vestibule with my yes. hairbrush singing you know I don't know some fantastic Shirley Bassey number at the top of my lungs 
I can't sing, you understand. But it was about performing. <laughs> and I can remember I used yeah. to sit there reading Jane Eyre out loud, you oh. know, to nobody at all. But I was think there good acoustic sort of... in there? Was that what Is it was what? as well? Was the acoustic part of the vestibule? Yeah. Was it part of the... Yeah. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Now, that's yeah. interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, you need feedback yeah. playing back. And I loved yeah. it, but it's it is it is really interesting. And 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 with me certainly, I never really thought about being an actor. But I wasn't terribly academically bright at school, but I could sight read quite well. And that mm. just seemed to be the thing. And I had a wonderful teacher who obviously saw that, and you know, the rest is history, as it were. Gave me confidence. Yeah. But I yeah. do think yeah. yeah about being shy. I think a lot of it is about being the observer as well. And I know for me, getting those emotions out that maybe normally I'm not that you know very good at, at getting out so a lot, yeah. a lot of actors are a bit shy aren't they actually yeah i think yeah there's loads there's loads and also sort of socially really awkward socially really? <laughs> like sometimes like yes like, yeah sometimes like, actors together are like it's all clanky mm. and whip well i i speak for myself no, sometimes no, i'm right. just so like awkward and mm. uh and sometimes I feel like if, if you're at a party, I feel like oh god, I'm at my outer reaches now. I don't know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what to do now. And yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. We're just all do you just say because writers it, are different. Writers yeah. just, in my experience, we're we're like gab 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 gab. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because we so we have to kind of plunder emotional depths. And I I know yeah. for me, I always. I love comedy, but I, d- I do love getting inside, you know, some characters getting very upset about things. And I think it's because I'm uh, because I find that difficult sometimes to engage with that. It just it's it's like a release for me. It's like a, a release. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's it, there are so many reasons we do all this. Yeah. It's just of so interesting. Things, mm. So Claire yeah, was there, <clears throat> Claire was there somebody who, given that you came from a non-theatrical family, but this is what you wanted to do. Mm. Was there somebody who really kind of gave you the push to apply to drama school? And yeah, there were two. There was a, a drama teacher at school, mm. uh, Mr. Clay, who uh, who really supported me and encouraged me. Oh, how nice. And and um, I have I have had contact with him very briefly since you know and said said as much. And um, also there was a wonderful. A lady called Jill Wilshire, who, when I was younger, I, I, I was, I don't quite know how this happened, through friends really, but I was brought up quite strict, well, Catholic, and, um, but I kind of, very drawn to the Quakers, and I was involved in this, um, sort of, sort of in the Quaker community on, you know, on a, a, as an outsider and with friends, and but I felt so drawn to them, and, and uh, this lady, Jill, uh, ran a, a drama club, you know, for for kids. Um, and I just, she was a big influence as well, but she was so kind, so supportive, but also she had that kind of lovely Quaker um, outlook on things, a sort of, a sort of democratic, very democratic, t- t- uh, treating you like... Um, an adult, you know, properly listening to you, and so I. These two people really do um, stand out for me. Is I mean, there were many, many. I, I was, I've been very lucky, but you know, early on, those those two people were kind of very supportive, and um, 
especially that drama club. God, I had so much fun. Mm. I just, it's just lovely. It's a sort mm. of it's a sort of camaraderie and yeah. and, and group, um, which I felt mm. that 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 she she just sort of created a lovely group, mm. which is so important, isn't it? When you're mm. when you're young. Well, and it's and it's about fragile. wanting to belong as well at that age, isn't it, Claire? You know, you're discovering who you are, and yeah. if, you, if there's a group like that, it opens up the floodgates um, at an age where, mm. you know, you're, you're trying to find out who you are and you say, oh, this is it, I love yeah. it, you know, and and, you, and not every child this. has that yes. opportunity, whether it be acting or whatever, you know, not every child has that yes. opportunity. And, um, yes, yeah, yeah, I was indeed and very lucky. And, um, yeah. You, you and there was also well, just... Sorry. Sorry, no, go, 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 go. No, it was just a sort of little side thing about with the Quakers, there was also a kind of... I found myself doing um, a peace oratorio in the um, for the it was called the Gates of Greenham. So they engaged me slightly politically as well. I mean, in a really right. gentle, good way, yes. singing this whole thing about peace and Greenham Common. And anyway, it was just um, it's just a little aside mm. Mm. there. But no, but <laughs> open, but it opens the door. O- opens the door, doesn't it? Um, yeah, because I'd know, never met women like that. Yeah, yeah, as committed as that. I mean, that makes it sound like the women around me weren't, but in a different way. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Another world yeah. that you, you haven't been exposed to, yeah. It, yeah, it was a different world, me. yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And you said, I'm sort of jumping back a bit, but I'm just interested as to why. Mm. I remember reading somewhere that you said that, um, as it happens, the hanky part that you and I did together, which was your first job, was was sort of the most the, the proudest moment of theatre that you have. What? Why was that, Claire? Do you think? Well, I got what I wanted. Um, <laughs> right. Really, yeah. wasn't it? I got paid yeah. for doing what I absolutely loved, and mm. and um, and people like if you say kind of where I grew up I mean I, I don't want it to sound like I grew up like in a but it, you know people go yes yes you want to be an actress yes dear yes yes okay yes well we'll see and then you don't get into drama school and they you go well there we are and you go no I'm trying again and you try again and then you get in and then you kind of go well here I am and here I'm getting paid my my cash in a brown envelope and I think that was my that was a very proud moment because I was there mm. doing it, proving that I could do it. Mm. No, I get that. I get that. Um, I get that completely. Yeah. You know, I've done it. Yeah. Look, here it is. I'll show you. I've done it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've yeah. done it. Yeah. And it was... Yeah. And again, like moving to... Staying in Oldham and moving to Oldham and... Like a world I've... Uh, a whole mm. different world and having mm. a theatrical landlady and... Um, mm. That was, that was just like it was like, like the world coming crashing mm. in when mm. you've been brought up mm. in. I mean, I know I'd been to drama school, but even so, I was still quite, you know, mm. the sort of insulated, you know. And so mm. there I was, like it was just mm. great. It's just the mm. world coming, coming in. Mm. Mm. How lovely! Yeah. Mm. Gosh, gosh. So. Uh, I almost don't want to ask this question because it seems like there isn't an answer. But if you, if you weren't an actor, what is there anything else that you would like to be, or is it just basically this is it? 
Well, yeah, I think about that. I have been thinking about that a lot. Um, have you? Yeah, I, I have recently. Just, well, sometimes it doesn't do it for you, does it? Because you go through little periods where you're not required. And and, and I think ageing as, a, as a, a female actor can be tricky. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't want to kind of moan because I have been really lucky, but... Mm things that you're you asked to do aren't always as interesting um and um so I have been thinking about it quite a lot and and I have been you know trying to think about you you know what what I was saying at the beginning almost as you know writing stuff for myself but not in you know and I'm not a writer but just exploring through writing where just following my nose actually so I, th- I suspect it would be somewhere like that. It would be the, that area, but I wouldn't for a minute try and convince you I was a writer, but it's just oh, God, using... If you write, you're a writer. Yeah. If you write, you're a writer. There's no kind of like... There's not an exam. No, no, true. But And it's just trying to find where I'm going th- sure. through that. And uh, I love research. I love, like, researching... Because I was thinking about a topic and... Uh, and I love researching and and um, following my nose there and kind of going, oh, that thing, and then, oh, that thing leads to that thing. And, mm. you know, so I suppose it would be in that area mm. if, I, if mm. I were to do anything else. I tried, I did think about teaching or drama therapy or something like that. Just one thing before we go, because you've just been great. It's yeah. been so lovely, I can't tell you, Claire. Um, anything that you would change about yourself or what, that you would say to your younger self? probably is the better one oh I would say I really would say I can't something along the lines of stop censoring yourself so much or maybe stop uh you don't have to be so well behaved um um we like or, that yes. or sort of just make your assert yourself in the room a bit more I, I think I wish I'd there are moments where I kind of, in the room, I mean rehearsal room, possibly. Yeah. Just mm. stop trying to please all those daddy figures. Mm. Perhaps mm. I would say it's going to be okay. You know yeah. what you're doing. Just ha- oh, it's about confidence with, often with with women, isn't it? And, and yes. knowing that you're allowed to, allowed to be in the room. Yes. Mm. Mm. Well, thank you so much for just yeah. sharing some oh, time with us it, today because it's been a lovely, lovely chat. No, it's been lovely, really lovely chatting to you. And um, face-to-face, please, next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's do that thing. Let's do that That thing, would be yeah. good. Well, what an absolute treat to talk to Claire. She is such a wonderful actor and she's a, such a lovely person as well. I know, she is, isn't she? Um, and you know, she's not changed a bit since olden days. She's just lovely. But if any of you lovely listeners would like to see Claire on stage, she's actually appearing at the Minerva Theatre, Chichester Festival Theatre, from the 24th of August to the 24th of September in a new play. It's a world premiere and it's called The Narcissist. And uh, Claire says it's, you know, it's, it's, it's really great. So I'm definitely, um, I'm, I'm going to go. All the booking details are online. Uh, you just go to the Chichester Festival Theatre website. You know, and it may see some of you there. I don't know. Well, I should be there. Um, but interviewing Claire has been such a high for me and Sunny that we're going to take a short break now. 
The washing has been piling up and please don't get me started on the state of the carpets. <laughs> However, we will be back with series two of One Stiletto in the Grave on September the 28th. And in the meantime, you can catch up with the whole of season one wherever you listen to podcasts and you can keep in touch with us on social media pages. Yeah, so have a lovely summer and see you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to our One Stiletto in the Grave podcast. If you'd like to see behind the scenes clips and bonus content, please visit our Facebook page, One Stiletto in the Grave podcast. And if you'd like to ask any questions, follow us on Twitter at One Stiletto 65. This podcast is produced by Raggedy House Productions and the music composed by Tom Smith. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>